0: podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C network. I'm AJ Richardson and I'm also here with Jared Davis. Jared, how you doing, buddy?
2: Doing good, AJ. Just Still trying to just survive all this, my friend. But uh, happy to be here with you and to talk about Auburn and a couple other things. So War Eagle.
1: War Eagle. Did you know that President Trump said War Eagle? Did you know he Uh, was an Auburn fan too?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I know he... I think you're going to bring it up. I know he called Nick Saban Lou Saban, so that's all (laughs) I need to know.
1: That was the news today uh, that he called him Lou Saban, which I thought was hilarious. It's just... Like, he's met... He's met Nick Saban. He's been to multiple Alabama football games. He knows who Nick Saban is, and yet he still called him Lou Saban. Come on. And yet he's able to get Tommy Tuberville. He knows that he owns the Iron Bowl. Like, I just think the, the funniness, he understands Auburn history over Nick Saban's name. A simple name. He messes it up. But you know.
2: That, well, and I knowing Nick Saban, that probably just irritates him too. He won't, <laughs> he won't come out and say it, but like to be, to be thinking that he's so irrelevant that he doesn't even know his first name—that's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I hope somebody in the first, well, I guess in the next press conference, whatever Nick Saban does, asks him about that. Because when the president says something about a, high, a, a, you know, a head football coach, you would think, you know, let's ask it. Like, let's, let's, you got to reference that. So I hope we get some sort of reaction out of them. Hey,
2: hey, AJ, I just thought about this. Dare we say it is unfair that he called him <laughs> Lou Saban? Maybe a rule change will be coming for oh, when presidents man. talk.
1: That's very true. That's probably fact checked. Like he wants yeah. to like Nick Saban's probably gonna be pushing for fact checking <laughs> of everything.
2: I I bet if Trump was asked, he would like that second back to correct
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well done. Very well mm. done. That was, uh, we, I promise we didn't script that at all, but that was fantastic. <laughs> that's, folks,
2: that's the best I got. So y'all might want to turn it off. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding.
1: Um, Let's talk about some some football getting started back up, or at least hopefully. I mean, the, the students are on campus uh, practicing. Um, as far as, as we know, they've been doing the voluntary workouts for the last little bit. Um, sounds like uh, even... Through, pretty much through the testing of coronavirus. I think I heard the last time we didn't have any positive cases. Uh, have, have you heard that?
2: I, I heard the very beginning we had a few, and then I haven't heard any. I literally haven't heard anything since, period. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is I, I think is the weirdest off or like right leading into a season of I feel like you get something. You get this a, is... a little bit of nugget here or there, but it's been nothing. It's weird. This is
2: crazy. I'm going to follow the no news is good news mentality here. Um,
1: I guess so. and hope
2: that may hope that means that we just, you know, all honestly, you know, I, I, you know, the NBA is doing the bubble thing. I mean, I, I don't know that you can really do that to young kids, but I mean, I think you're going to have to kind of do that. Like, hey, look, you're you're on campus over here and pretty much football online classes maybe, but then you can't say that only the athletes do online. I don't know if they're going to have a season, but they're going to have to find a way to kind of keep them apart. Um, I know I just kind of went on a different direction there, but no, I've not heard anything about any new cases or or what they're doing for practice.
1: Yeah. And then it's supposedly on the 13th of July. So yesterday from when we're recording this, they were allowed to have mandatory activities. At least they can start. I don't know if they did. And this is again, where we haven't heard much. Um and what we have heard has been mostly from up high from the the SEC uh making statements or um that kind of stuff. And and that's kind of more or less what we're gonna talk about is all right, so now the SEC and the athletic directors have met together uh to try to figure out how to go forward. Um and they they met apparently and <laughs> talked about a lot. But yeah, they, they're still, I guess, waiting, which I thought was kind of weird. Why are you waiting an extra couple of weeks other than, I don't know, like what's an extra couple of weeks going to do? Um, do you have any like that? That part didn't make any sense. Why is two weeks going to make a difference on what your decision is going to be?
2: Yeah, I don't. The only thing nobody has said this at all. The only thing I could think is that they may also be behind the scenes talking to ESPN and CBS and they're waiting on some things from them like, hey. You know, here's what we're going to be able to put together package wise. Um, so there may be some things that they really don't want to tip their hand yet, hmm. um, because the ESPN may be working with other conferences too. So I don't know. I'm with you. It's kind of crazy. I don't know what's going to change in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and you know, they' I, I actually read. I guess Sankey was saying, you know, hey, look, well, we didn't have any common opponents with the Big Ten, so no big deal. We did have two with uh, the Pac-12. I think Colorado was going to play A&M and then USC and Bama. So um, he said, that's not a hard thing to fix. And I'm like, well, I mean, (laughs) like you can't do it the week of. Like you can't Mm -hmm. call up TCU and say, hey, y'all want to play Bama this week? I I don't know what you do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I
2: brought up TCU because that's been mentioned.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I guess – I mean, in those situations, it only affects two. But if the other three big five conferences come together and say – I don't know. Like if they pretty much say we're we're just doing conference only, I mean, not only does that hurt Auburn with you know, a different variety of opponents, but also kind of if you look at Auburn's schedule, we had a pretty good lead into the season with off-season or non-conference kind of uh games that lead into the bigger SEC yeah. games. And now if if that does happen, think about how hard that's going to be. That you're just jumping straight into a tough SEC schedule. And that's it. You, you just got to go with the flow at that point. And, and Auburn just typically has been very slow when it comes to uh, getting up to speed, at least for, under Gus Malzahn, as far as the offense getting going. And that that's the part that kind of worries me, even with the returning quarterback. It's just kind of like, what? how's that going to look for the first few games? Are we just going to flounder around? <laughs> and, and it's going to look like, yes we're we're just playing around I
2: I will give you the answer yes we will but (laughs) is the defense going to be enough to to for it not to matter I you know I you mentioned something maybe I misread a headline but I I thought North Carolina I thought the ACC had already said North Carolina basically wasn't going to be allowed to play Auburn has that come out officially or did you see anything on that
1: the as far as I'm aware the ACC hasn't officially said anything okay as of today okay I mean, I, from what I've heard, it's it's kind of leaning towards that way for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean that that's kind of my understanding of it.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't. I knew they had not. I think the only two that have really said they're going conference only was Big Ten and Pac-12. But I I got the strong impression the ACC was not going to be playing out of conference games either.
1: Yeah, the the only one I heard that might play the ACC or outside of the ACC for the ACC would be Notre Dame, maybe. Um, so, I mean, I think that's it. Other than that, I mean, it's like, it kind of sounds like everybody's trying to be in a bubble, I guess, of their conference, which I still kind of don't fully buy into. But okay, if it makes people feel better and we can get football, I guess I'll be okay with it. Would you be okay with just a conference only if we did go with that this fall?
2: two things I think. So the question you were just uh, kind of headed there with this. So the question was brought up in a group of my friends. What does that do? Like you got to travel anyways. And I think if you go conference only, and again, I'm not saying I'm for it. It's, it's a unified vision of like, all right, all the big, we can at least say all the big 10 athletic directors agree to this. If you start bringing in another conference, you're probably going to butt heads on certain things. So I Mm -hmm. think that's why I don't, I don't necessarily think it's player safety. I think it's a unified vision. Secondly, I would, you know, I'll take any football. But if you told me we could potentially have a full spring schedule or a conference-only fall, give me spring all day long. And, I mean, Hmm. I want football bad. But I just feel like it's not – I mean, we're in a day and age now where honestly the only thing that matters if you're a legit contender is, like, getting to the end and playing in a good bowl, maybe a playoff. Yeah. And if you're playing conference-only games – I hate to sound like this now, but it's almost like it's a glorified scrimmage.
1: Yeah. And you got a point because, I mean, even, I mean, really, if you have, because the SEC plays eight uh, conference games, if you lose one of those, you're essentially out of the running for a four team playoff because there's other, there's five other conferences that will, it's not guaranteed, obviously, but could potentially have undefeated. Uh, teams that go through the conference
2: and you make a great point now if we had if we're going to still go through and actually have the playoffs and conference championship games and all that i would be more excited i'm kind of of the mindset that if we're only doing this we're doing this we're getting in we're getting out and we're done by november
1: but but there's nothing else going on my thinking is the the goal of every single season going from pee wee up to uh the nfl professional is go to the national championship win the super oh, yeah. bowl and i mean that's that's the goal is win the championship I, I, I agree to me i don't think a season if you can't i mean obviously we had it with the basketball season where there was no tournament but that was just kind of like
2: that that wasn't you, planned though yeah
1: i mean there was no idea this was coming um that it was just going to take everybody out and say the season's done at least with this we know more or less, kind of how to go about this a little bit. We know it's out there, and I don't know. My thinking is, if you have a full or you know conference only, then at least finish with something. Finish with a really good playoff. Like I,
2: I, I agree with you. I I agree. I think you and I are on the same page. I don't think that happens as far as what we want. I would say I don't think that happens. I think if we go conference only. I don't think we probably have a playoff. Now, I don't know any more than you. Um, or anybody else. That's just my gut. If we go that route, I think that's I think that's probably what we're left with. We may have a, a SEC championship game. Um, I don't know what Bama's gonna do 'cause they they usually skip those and go straight to the playoffs. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. If they're gonna have a if they're gonna have a playoff though, I, I think it could actually be pretty cool. because um, every game means even more now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Something that I saw and I I tweeted it from the ETC Twitter account. I I was like, with all this chaos of potentially only having conference only, wouldn't this just be a perfect year to do an eight team playoff? Um at the end of the season I agree. after the top eight teams, you know, the top five of every <laughs> conference goes in. And then the next three best teams go in and then you've got your playoff. And that's it. I mean, I think that would be fantastic um and you could almost do it like, uh, I don't know, kind of like what you were talking about, the NBA does. Just say, hey, we're going to go to this one location. If you're worried about player safety or something, say at the end of this, you know, over winter break, Christmas break, because every college gets out usually around the same time, just say, hey, we're going to go to these this town, and you're going to play three games in a span of uh, three weeks, essentially, if you win all of those games to get to the national championship. So – I don't know. I think that would be kind of neat. Well, like, what I, Do you think that's think, even a possibility? Or am I just I, kind of like uh, hoping that something like that happens?
2: AJ, I think in 2020, everything's a possibility. <laughs> and this is the year to do it. Go ahead and make the change. Anybody that's opposed to it is not even going to notice because mm-hmm. there's so much other stuff going on. They're going to flip on the TV and be like, oh, we have eight teams going in the playoff? Oh, Okay. And yep. then back to the news because, I mean, there's much bigger issues going on. So, and I don't know <laughs> that anybody is opposed to that. I think that's got to be probably – I don't know what's keeping that from happening. But I agree. I think it would be a great idea to go to the 18 playoff. Um, there's going to be so many things different in life and sports that come out of this. This may lead to a more uh, – we already think we're going to eventually head to bigger conferences. This may lead to that because then you have more unified control or unified direction – You know, for different parts of the country, Um, like if the SEC and ACC were all under one right now, that's a lot more teams, Mm -hmm. and they could all, you know, agree to how they're going to play their season. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that that may be something that comes out of this. We may get those, you know, two or three power power conferences.
1: Yeah. I mean that that would be. I mean, it would take a lot of change, but I don't think it's impossible. Um, no, and I don't, and I don't, and, and I don't that think, that think it's happening happen. next year. Like, no, no, like, no, no. There, there's not even any rumblings of that. And I feel like if conferences more or less kind of dissolving and becoming mega conferences or something like that, there's got to be a lot of work. And, and there's organizations like the SEC or ACC or Big Ten or Big Twelve, Pac-12, that really like they they they're not just going to give up and be like, all right, cool, you can go do this. Like, <laughs> they, no, they, it will not.
2: I- I will say I doubt it. I doubt it is a. I probably kind of contradicting myself. I don't know that it'll be a coordinated effort, but I think this may be a deal where let's say Oklahoma says, you know what, okay, we're going to join the AC, the SEC, and then somebody else does it, and then like, oh, that it's it was like a few years ago when A and M left. There was like a lot of stumbling blocks. Every school started bouncing around. Mm, Yeah. So I think that it, you know, there's just going to be some different things that come out of this, and if a few big schools make a change that could be the the block that i mean let's think about it if clemson and fsu left the acc (laughs) um i mean that would be big deal for their football side of things so yeah
1: um i don't don't know what would what even would be besides those two teams at that point (laughs) what do do you do for football he's still got basketball but
2: yeah i mean they brought in virginia tech you know and miami from the big east to kind of you know and that didn't really pan out, but totally different subject. Probably nothing ever comes of that, but yeah. it really just goes back to anything's possible.
1: Yeah. In 2020. It, yeah, that's true. And even if we do, like you said, it, it, I know you prefer going to a spring. Honestly, I if, if conference only is what we get in 2020, I'd be okay with that. But obviously, I'd be okay with if we had to go with the spring 2021 kind of uh game or you know just regular quote unquote regular schedule. Um I mean, but I guess that kind of brings up a, something else that I was thinking about. A, as you see the season kind of potentially backing up further and further and further into next year, how does that how do you think that affects mm-hmm. the the players that are the top prospects, like the Trevor Lawrences of the world, who can easily just say, I'm done with football and I want to leave and go play the NFL. Like, how, how do you think that affects them? And do you think they they'll actually just step away and say, "I'm not doing my last year, you know, or third year, I guess, your junior year of of college football, and just go straight to the NFL?"
2: Two things. I think that uh, number one, I think that there is going to be, even if we play in the fall, there will be slam dunk NFL prospects who are not going to play. And they are probably most likely going to not play because they don't want to injure their body. But they will be able to say, you know, they don't feel safe with COVID. And I'm not knocking any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But this will be the year to do it because nobody's going to question that. Okay. So there will be some slammed up people, even if we play in the fall, that are not going to play. If we move it to spring, you make a very, very great point. Because I would assume the people that do decide to play when they don't, you know, necessarily have to, or they're like on the cusp of, hey, I can go pro next year. They're like, all right, if I get hurt in the fall, I have time to recover. Before the NFL draft, if you get hurt in the spring, you do not have time to recover. So we're talking a millions of dollar impact there. Um, So yeah, I think that's a great question. If if this gets moved to spring, you might even see you're going to see even more people sit out. It's going to be
1: that's going to be kind of reminds me of maybe kind of what you'd see out of college basketball, where it's like the one and done. It's not a one and done, obviously, in college football, but kind of that feel for this if that does get pushed back because you're like. I, I I had this great guy. I had Zion Williamson on my team, and now he's gone. And think about how great he could have been for the next year. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. giving you a basketball mm-hmm. example, but the yeah. same thing with you know Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence well, Trevor makes Clemson example. better, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's obvious. Um, and if you ha- don't have a Trevor Lawrence on a Clemson, <laughs> they're not going to be as good. Um, and I know that's going to come come around to guys like uh, Seth Williams where I think he could potentially be in that first round or upper first round of the NFL draft. He may just say, you know what? I'm going to make a lot of money in the NFL. I'm sitting out because of quote-unquote coronavirus. I don't feel comfortable playing. I don't, you know, whatever. And he makes that, and then he goes and plays and makes millions of dollars in the NFL. And you know what? I kind of don't blame him. Um, I was going to ask you,
2: what would be your perception if you knew somebody set out, if you knew they set out just for the money and did not want to injure their body, but they set out saying, Hey, I just don't feel comfortable. What's going on. What do you think the perception would be of them in 2020?
1: Uh, I think most people would be okay with it, but then there's going to yeah. be the people that probably think like you just kind of, you you play for a team, you, you commit to a team, you got to play for the team. And I'm kind of thinking back to what we had with Marlon Davidson and Derrick Brown this last year. They obviously didn't have to come back, but they did. And they played even in the bowl game. How many times do you see a top-level NFL prospect and, and say, yeah, hey, I want to play in a bowl game? And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking there's going to be these two dichotomies of this person that says, okay, sure, but then there's also going to be but I want them to play because I know they're going to make Auburn better. And I think it's probably going to be mostly the people that are going to be like, eh, it's okay. But then there's going to be the people that are not going to like it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm of the impression, I'll be honest with you. Like I'm never in, I've never been put in that situation and never will. But, you know, if I, in my field of, you know, business, if there was a potential to make life changing money and not doing something, which was not unethical, not doing something meant you were protecting that. I mean, it would be hard not to do it. I mean, I don't blame mm. these guys, honestly. And I think in 2020, it's going to be the easiest time for them to do it. Nobody's yep. going to question them, I don't think. Um, and you mentioned Marlon and, you know, Derek. I mean, those guys, I mean, they're just one of a kind. I mean, you don't find that. Um, I mean, listen, it was a great bowl. It was, well, it was a Capital One, I think. Um, you know, it was January 1st Bowl, but they didn't get anything out of playing in that game.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, True.
2: And they did it anyways. And, you know, we don't probably give KJ enough. I mean, didn't carry on Johnson, didn't I mean, he was hurt and he tried to play in the Peach Bowl that year Mm -hmm. and he probably already knew he was going pro. I mean, you know. um, So I I would say most of the time Auburn players, I don't want to say fulfill that obligation because, I mean, they've already done enough. But I feel like they do follow through in bowl games and that's probably a credit to Gus.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's – it's a team culture kind of thing where you you come in and you play for your, your brothers. I mean, ride for the brand was last year, and you know what? Marlon and Derek played and rode for the brand. Yep. They they really yep. did. They didn't play for the name on the back. They played for the name on the front of their jersey, and who it represents and the people that came before them. And I think that's that's kind of neat. Um, kind of really truly living out um, what what means to be a really good teammate and. To play for your university, not just for your own name, for your own selfishness, but I think that's really neat to see, and that that's, uh, I, I say, probably more and more rare, um, and and that's just, I don't know, I love to see that. Well, guys of that
2: high caliber, and Derek especially, that is very rare. Um, Marlon was probably not a household name, probably should have been, but Derek was pretty much an SEC household name, and yeah, I mean, to show up at the, you know, uh, Capital One Bowl and, and play... I mean that's that doesn't probably get enough credit.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest, every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e 2 cnetworkgmailcom gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at E2CNetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode.
1: Let's talk about Cam Newton, Cameron Newton. I know this Who? isn't breaking news or anything, but <laughs> he's now on the Patriots. Um, he was in free agency for over three months. I was trying to remember back, so I had to figure out whenever Panthers dropped him. But it's been about three months. And uh, he ended up signing pretty much a a deal. I mean, have you looked at it? Because it, it's very incentive. Like about a half a million of it's guaranteed. And then literally everything else is incentive-based. So, you know, if he pretty much, you know, takes the starting job, he wins a certain number of games, you know, whatever those, those criteria are. And I mean, that, that's, that's pretty much calling your name and, and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm playing at the age of 31 and I think I'm still awesome. Um, most people may not take that bet, but somebody like Cam Newton, I think does. Um, what what do you think of Cam going to the Patriots? Because I, I feel like we had almost written them off early on that the Patriots were going to get Cam Newton. But what do you think of this fit now?
2: Yeah, it was kind of a weird emotion because I was like, oh, man, Jared Stidham was going to be. And I said, oh, yeah, Cam's an Auburn quarterback, too. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be pretty much guaranteed at this point an Auburn quarterback. I, Patriots, I mean, they just amaze me. They get their way all the time. And kudos to them. I'm not knocking them. I mean, for them to be able to get Cam Newton basically for league minimum, <laughs> yeah. and and he's only got, you know, everything else has to be earned. I mean, that's just amazing. Because let's be honest, if Cam Newton's healthy, I mean, he won an MVP like four years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. he took the Panthers with no receivers to the to the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, you put him with some of the greatest football minds maybe ever. I mean, it's it's a great fit for Cam. Great fit for, well, I don't know if it's great. It's a great, it could be. Um, I think we'll get into this, but I do think the personalities could, may not jail. Yeah. Um, And I
1: think that was my initial, where I was thinking Bill Belichick, you know, reserved, mostly very stoic when it comes to media attention. And then you got Cam Newton, where he thrives off of the media and thrives off of the cameras and just complete opposite. And, And I'm curious to see how that will mesh, where, like how much leash will Belichick give him in, in this. Um, because obviously Cam Newton, I think the biggest plus of him coming is you had Tom Brady, phenomenal, probably one of the best quarterbacks we'll ever see. And you got Cam Newton. He was a Heisman. He brings excitement to the game. And hopefully the the excitement level at New England is if Cam wins this thing, is gonna still be very high for their, their program because just Cam brings that energy um what i mean how how do you think because i'm just thinking about tom brady his style was very much a pocket passer hardly ever ran like i think i saw a stat where in most of the years he never even got 50-plus yards rushing the whole season. <laughs> and yet Cam's had games of 50-plus yards um, <laughs> rushing.
2: Well, let's be clear, too, in the NFL, you can't say, well, that's sacks. NFL sacks go against your passing, I think. So yeah, he literally only had 50 yards rushing. Um, I, You know, I think that – who's the who's their offensive coordinator who always takes head coaching jobs and then backs out? What's his uh, name? I'm, I'm going to uh, go look him up real quick. Okay. He's – um. He's really smart, man. I think when it comes to offenses, I mean, they, they, those guys get the most out of people that they probably shouldn't. Um, and now that, you know, when they brought in, they haven't always had a lot of talent there. They've just always gotten a lot out of it. And when they brought in Randy Moss, they broke touchdown records. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've tried to bring in some other guys that are of that caliber and they just hadn't worked out for off the field reasons. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's Josh McDowell. Josh McDowell. McDaniel. That's right. Josh McDaniel, McDaniel. Josh sorry. McDaniel.
2: I mean, Josh McDaniel, we forget about this, okay? He took Tim Tebow to the playoffs. I think he (laughs) was the one, wasn't he there that year? I think he took Uh, the Broncos to the playoffs. He drafted Tebow. That's
1: crazy. Um, That is nuts.
2: So I think at the end of the day, they're going to, they are, they have brought in another talent that they have not had there very often, and we'll see how it gels. I think that I, I like Cam, but let's, we can all agree, though, Cam is a little flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, first downs he lets you know about it touchdowns <laughs> he lets you know about it and so that is not Belichick's style at all yeah and I think you're right you, how much how much leash is he going to give him that's going to be key and I assume if if he's throwing touchdowns he's probably going to let him be a little more loose
1: yeah you're probably right if he's winning them games and doing the two-minute drill to win them a football game he's going to let cam be a cam He's going to let him wear his ridiculous outfits. I mean, I, guess I can't really stop him wearing the most ridiculous outfits, but you know what I mean. He's he's just going to let him do his thing. And once he starts losing, that's when the leash is going to get real tight, if that does happen.
2: Well, did you, I would tell you, one of the greatest plays ever, though, did you ever see the clip where um, uh, whoever the stud linebacker is for Green Bay – he called out the play. Cam was <laughs> yeah. at the goal line. He called out the play and Cam's like, ah, oh, somebody's been watch you can hear the tape. He says, Oh, somebody's been watching video. That's cute. Watch this. Yep. And he calls an audible and throws a touchdown to McCaffrey. I mean, that's a great play. And that's mm-hmm. a little bit of Cam's flash. It's like, you know, oh that's cute. Watch this. Yep. Um Exactly. So it, it'll be fun to watch that that duo.
1: Yeah, yeah. You gotta think that just the the magic of Cam Newton combined with a incredible offensive mind, plus just the commitment that the Patriots seems to get out of their fan uh, out of their players, you gotta think they're they're gonna do something again and maybe make a run towards the the Super Bowl again. Um, and, and another thing, I mean, this is I know we we talked a lot about Cam here, but you gotta still think Jarrett Stenham It's kind of like his job to lose because he's been there a whole year. He's been under the the tutelage of. Uh, josh mcdaniel but i mean but you got cam like like do you have a percentage of what what do you think cam wins the job versus jared wins uh, the starting job and i mean the starting job for the first game
2: uh going against a little bit what you just said and and i'm not any smarter than you so don't don't take this i i think it's cams to lose i i think that Hmm. they won't they would rather have cam newton as their quarterback um Having said that, I think he's got to get in there and prove it. But I think if they're like, "All right, who do we want it to be?" We want it to be Cam because we've seen what Cam can do, and Jarrett probably needs another year of learning. Could That's be. my personal opinion. Um,
1: and the only reason who, I'm saying I think it's Jarrett's to lose has to do with he's been there a year and he was kind of stuttering, quote unquote, under Tim or Tom Brady. So I don't know. That that was just who my has thinking.
2: The, well, my next comment, who has the leg up? Jarrett. I will agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I think Jarrett is probably more prepared to be their starter because you're everything you just said. Yeah. So I think that who may have a leg up is probably Jarrett, mm. who behind the scenes they would say they would rather have is probably Cam just because of what they know he can do. And th- again, just my yeah. opinion.
1: Yeah, and that could be. Um, I-, I just thought it was kind of interesting that The Patriots did not pick up a quarterback, uh, in this NFL draft. It was very hard. Uh, Where you're thinking, okay, so you got Brian Hoyer, Mm -hmm. and he's he's great backup, but that's all he'll ever be. And then Jarrett Stidham, who's you know the heir apparent or whatever, but you still don't completely trust him. This is the part where I don't know how much trust they truly have in Jarrett because really, to my view, he's still a rookie. He doesn't have the experience he played in what, maybe two games the whole season and those that was kinda like junk time. So I mean, you're looking at a guy who just more or less still trying to figure out the speed of the NFL game and it's a lot it's a lot more tough. It uh, is and I level. think
2: that's why they would I think it would be easier on them if the Cam thing works out. I think that mm-hmm. would be easier on yeah. them. But I will say, I do agree, I didn't mean to, like, you know, go away against you. I do think that right now, like, Jarrett's been in the system, and he knows it. And Jar here's the thing about Jarrett Stidham. He's a fantastic quarterback. The problem was is um we were trying to throw some deep passes with him, and we didn't have people to block long enough to throw deep passes. <laughs> yeah. So yes. you get him in that rhythm, great offensive line, Yep, I, I, people can make fun of me. I think he could be a Tom Brady quarterback. Yeah. But we don't know.
1: Yeah, and, and just to throw a stat at you, I saw this one. The New England Patriots, in the nine years that of the last nine years, um, they've allowed the second fewest stacks in the league. So just think about how awesome it would be for you know Cam Newton, who just got beat up at the Panthers a lot of times, or Jarrett Sidham, who just had no time a lot of times at Auburn. You put him in that situation, you got to think the confidence is raised and they're able to hit those tight passes or uh, have enough time to see the route develop whatever the situation you got to think that that can definitely happen.
2: Sittum was probably one of the top three quarterback may have been one of the top three quarterbacks we've ever had from a quarterback standpoint it it, and he showed flashes of that in 2017 it was just a Mm -hmm. shame 2018 we just didn't have the blocking and I'm not knocking anybody but it just didn't come together and you know, people want to talk. Well, he was a five star. Why didn't it amount to much? Well, I mean, in 2017, we were, you know, we were a carry on Johnson awkward mm-hmm. hit in the Bama game away from probably making the playoff. I mean, that yep. took us out of the SEC championship game. So, I mean, I, I got all the confidence in the world in Jarrett Stidham. He's a good guy. He's one of those guys that you want to succeed. And if you don't know this, he's also from Texas. So, wow. Never knew that. Yep. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I think that. Um, if he wins the job game one, I'm excited. Like, I, either one of them, I'm excited. But I, I think, uh, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see that play out.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. So, this is kind of related to Cam Newton and our discussion around him getting picked up. But Kalen Newton, he officially announced uh, his number at Auburn. Uh, he's going to be 23. Um, The three is for his number at Howard. And uh, then number two, obviously, for Cam Newton. So, did, um, did you pretty cool little the... thing there.
2: Did you see him with it on? Like, I'm trying to picture that. And to me, I mean, it looked almost a combo between running back-esque and, like, receiver. Like, the, the, hmm. the, the picture of him in that uniform. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, what's he going to be? Mm. Um, I mean, it even could have been DB-esque. I mean, just the just – yeah. you're just looking at him and you're like, okay, whoop, whoop, that's not quarterback. But what, what do yeah. I envision him?
1: Yeah and and you make a good point of kind of trying to see what his body type is like and I I I think I fit him into wide receiver or DB um yeah. or corner or something like that where you, you fit him in and he's just just I mean he's athletic so you got to use him I feel in some way and you don't transfer to a school like Auburn just to sit out for your no, last year
2: Not for your last year.
1: So even if it's you know he he's our new um, I don't know if he, he even fits in this this, but maybe like a kickoff return guy or something like that uh, but I think it would be fun to see just see athleticism I love that I mean that's kind of what you got with Anthony Schwartz you, you got a super athletic kind of guy top speed and and you make the most out of it
2: who's the tall running back we have that everybody loves and he did have a touchdown run in the bowl game um, um he, he looked uh, JJ like J.J.
1: Wilson no no Another Wilson.
2: Was, sorry Wilson was a tight end this guy was a freshman that everybody was like why are we not ever playing him and I mean I you know but there may have been a sophomore but he he uh he looked like him I'll look at our depth chart while you're talking about something okay. else I'll bring it up he, he looked like that guy kind of that build uh, yeah
1: um and I guess along with running backs for Auburn if you haven't heard already Malik Miller um, Will no longer be at Auburn. It sounds like he's uh, he hasn't officially done this as of now, but probably he's going in the transfer portal. Um, and it kind of sounds like he might be a grad transfer somewhere. That's kind of the move it sounds like he's he's probably going to do. So um, kind of interested to see that one. I mean, it, he probably saw the writing on the wall too, uh, like probably Bowie did where it, he was saying less and less play time and thinking – yeah, this next season I'm probably not going to be part of uh, the lead running back room where you're getting the, the bulk of the carries or anything like that. I mean, he he was good in short-down situations, but I don't know. And good in wide receiver too, or like catching the ball. Um, but
2: Yeah, I thought he I, – I, you know, I don't know. I think he might have came out being a pretty highly rated player, but I think, you know, he might have been kind of limited. He was like a three-star. Yeah. And I think, you know, he had some limited, but I mean, he would always come in and pass block well and he mm-hmm. never complained. You never had a problem from him. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I wish him well. Um, yeah. you know, so I am, uh, I'm struggling to find that guy, but.
1: Uh, okay. No problem. Um, let, let's finish up this with uh, a couple of little things. Uh, the preseason, uh, words, watch list. um, KJ Britt, KJ downhill, Britt. Um, he's, I love that Auburn's actually taking that nickname for him, which is awesome they, yeah I know About it's, and everything
2: you can't say that name without say without saying the the downhill part
1: yep yeah. uh and he he was uh, announced as one of the watch lists uh for the Benderick award he's so a pretty much best defensive player i mean pretty big i mean uh, he's he's we obviously know how good of a, a linebacker he is but i mean it you gotta you gotta watch him this next year because i I think the question mark is how, how is he going to play when you don't have this star studded uh, defensive line that you had from this last year? How's yeah. that going to play um, where he's got to take on probably a little bit more responsibility.
2: Yeah. Harold Joyner, by the way, is what I was thinking of. He's oh, kind of got, he's yeah. kinda got the size of Harold Joyner. Um, yeah. K- KJ. Yeah, KJ Brill, you're right. Like we're gonna find out this year. Was he benefiting from the defensive line, or is he really that good? And I, I think he really is that good. Um, I think he
1: is too. I mean, but you, you, but know, you make you a great point. You don't get the name downhill just because you, you're somebody thinks you're good. No, right. you are good.
2: <laughs> you are good. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. I think you know linebacker. If Owen, pa- to me, Owen Papo just needs to bulk up a little bit, and if he can bulk up a little bit, I mean, that that's that that is probably going to be the strength of our defense. Mm-hmm um you know yeah. and, he,
1: and papo got more on him as the season went on as a freshman so you got to think his maturity is going to get even more in the second year of playing uh another guy that got a preseason award watch list um is bonex he's on the davy o'brien award that's for the quarterbacks um so again pretty cool to see that um jared anything else before we get out of here um
2: no i just you know you're gonna be interesting to see what happens the next you know i guess upcoming weeks as to what the sec decides to do i think we're all hoping for football yeah um but then we realize player safety is a big deal as well so just hoping uh everybody's safe and healthy and that we have some sports to watch here soon my friend
1: yep i agree and uh i know it's just a waiting game now which i know is not fun for everyone but you, you kind of just got to be a little patient here and soon enough we'll be able to hear um, what the plan is and and I'm sure and probably the month of August is going to be just a bunch of fun Um, even if football doesn't happen it's going to be a lot of news and a lot of topics about hey how's the season going to look if we do have it in 2020 if not what's it going to look like in 2021 and you know what that's something more than what we have now which is not a whole bunch (laughs) not
2: a whole lot going on right now (laughs) So
1: Uh, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in contact with you? Uh,
2: They can just find me on my Facebook and Instagram. Just follow me under my name, Jared Davis.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at a j a y j a y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger
0: and War Eagle. War Eagle.